Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30, Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio. 6.30, Chad. 6.06 here in Edmonton. Another hour of the Valentine's Day edition of the show coming right up right at you right now. The Oilers are on the road. Start of a three-game set. They will go uh, against St. Louis tomorrow and then two matinees. So Dallas on Saturday is a 1 p.m. puck drop and then the Family Day Monday. We've got a long weekend coming up. It's a 2 p.m. puck drop. First game against the Coyotes this year, and they're taking them on at Mullet Arena. So uh, no doubt that'll provide some interesting sound and, and perhaps visuals if you're going to catch that on a different platform. But you know we'll have it here for you as well. It is the uh, second hour of the show, brought to you by World of Spas. Keep in touch at 780-496-0063. That's the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors. 143rd Street and 111th Avenue open Monday to Saturday. We're on X as well. Bob is at Bob underscore Stoffer and myself at Brendan Escott. And we are pleased to be joined here by Rob Brown from the Oilers Radio Network, brought to you by Montorio Homes, developing customized homes perfectly built to your lifestyle. Visit Montorio.ca. Rob, appreciate the time as always. What a comeback. What a third period last night. And it's something that this team, I'm sure they don't want to, but they're making a bit of a habit of uh, being a pretty strong third period team case in point last night well i think that what we know about the oilers if they're tied or close going into the third period they have an advantage over any other team in the league they have Connor mcdavid on their team uh there's no bigger game breaker in the league and this is a league full of superstars but there's no one bigger right now than Connor mcdavid and uh, I, I it was a lot of fun last night for the Oilers, a lot of fun for the fans but I really think that the play of Connor McDavid, the special night that he had, probably masked uh, an Oilers game that team that wasn't that great. Uh, the third period was a great comeback, but it was all Connor McDavid. He was on the ice for all of the goals. He created all of the goals. So uh, I think there's excitement about the fact they got two points. But I think the coaching staff realizes, okay, this game wasn't good enough. This was just a win on the back of very good goaltending through the first 40 minutes and then a, a special third period by a very special player. Seven five-on-five goals out of eight. Seven of them coming five-on-five five because the team didn't actually spend any time on the power play. And then conversely, Detroit goes two for three. Penalty kill, um, it, it's not slipping per se, but I think that it hasn't been as airtight as we saw when Knobloch first took the reins. 
Well, yeah, I think that's five goals in the last three games against while well, they've been killing. Um, I know that the Oilers, eventually it was going to burst, the bubble that they had. <laughs> no, no team's going to go 90 to 93% over the course of a season. Uh, there's going to be ebbs and flows. There's going to be ups and downs. Uh, right now the Oilers in a little bit of a down thing with the last three games. But it's something that they will be able to correct. It, it, they, they gave up a couple goals, still found a way to win. So it's one of those ones where the video sessions are a little easier. The, the learning for the, and the teaching for the coaches are a little bit easier because it's a happy group. But there were things that they need to fix on their penalty kill. Whenever someone is successful at anything, if the Oilers power play is going rock, rock star good, other teams are going to say, okay, how do we stop it? And when the Oilers' penalty killing has been as good as it has been over this last well, little while, the teams now are, their video guys are going, okay, what are they doing that's so successful? How can we beat that? So I think that's what happened a little bit is uh, a little bit of puck luck went the other way. But teams are saying, okay, here's what they're so good at. How do we stay away from that? And now the Edmonton Oilers have to make a few alterations to their penalty kill to combat that. But I, I think that... There's was a lot of good things in last night's game, and there's some things that they're going to want to correct, and the PK is going to be one of them. Got Rob Brown on the line right now from Montorio Homes. And, Rob, I was really impressed when Dylan Holloway uh, took advantage of that opportunity playing alongside Connor McDavid and the determination to get to that loose puck in front of the net. It, it exemplifies that desperation level that playoff-caliber teams and players should have. I think to see it at this time of year is really encouraging and to see it from that player as well. I really love that from Holloway. Well, yes, and that's what you would expect. Uh, Dylan Holloway has not become an established NHL player yet. He's still working his way to that point. So there needs to be desperation in his game every time he steps on the ice. And I'm sure he's coming off the bench because it was in the middle of a line change. He's coming off the bench and he sees that there had been a turnover in the offensive zone. So now he's going to try and find some open space. And when he sees that puck bounce out in the open in a wide open net I, I tell you that's one where he his eyes get really big and he's okay come on win this race win this race and do whatever it takes to put the puck towards the net so good on him uh, there, there's probably not more than four or five players on the team that could have scored that goal because he got there just in time and it was because of his speed he's got world-class speed that was shown right there Got a question here from uh, from a texter, Trevor and Airdrie, who wants to know how a team can be uh, really so polar opposite from the start of a game to the third period. And I'll say they, they scored the first two goals last night, so I didn't think the start in last night's game in particular was bad. Uh, but we have seen that, and then it obviously drifted into much worse in the middle portion of that game. So could you just shed some light on on sort of the emotional roller coaster, even within a 60-minute span for a team that we've seen? Well, I mean, you look at the opposite side. How was the Detroit Red Wings so good through 40 minutes and so bad in the third period? Fair. <laughs> uh, it, it, it happens all the time. It, it, there's ups and downs in games. And when you have your up, when you're when things are going your way, you have to execute and capitalize. As we've seen a number of times, if the Oilers come out and dominate a first period, they outshoot the other team 19-5, to five, but come out of that period tied or only up one, you know the next period's going the other team's direction. Uh, every team in the NHL is capable of putting together a good stretch, a good period. And it's whoever executes, whoever capitalizes when they have their good stretch is a team that's going to win a hockey game. And I think that what we saw last night, the Detroit Red Wings, in that second period, they should have been up 5-3 going into the third, at minimum. 
they were that much better than the Oilers in the second period. But the fact that it was tied 3-3, they missed their opportunity. They didn't capitalize and that allowed uh, an Edmonton Oilers team now. Now it's their turn, and they pushed. And when they had their chances, they scored. Part of it was on great play. Some of it was probably on a little lackluster goaltending. But they certainly took advantage of their opportunities, and they won when they had their their ride on the upswing. So very rarely do you see a team play 60 minutes where they are the better team all 60 minutes. It's just it's it's too hard in the National Hockey League. There's too many good players, too many good teams that you just have to when you are out playing the other team, you have to capitalize and 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 get the goals when you are on your upswing. Former NHLer Rob Brown on the line uh, from the Oilers Radio Network. It's Brendan Escott hosting tonight. And Cody Cece, Rob, I think we need to address. He snapped that 127-game goalless streak. And that's a feel-good story. But, you know, for him to, I guess, silence some of the doubters that I've been seeing online, he's he's almost become the fixation, as there usually is one, whether it's Nurse or Bouchard or whomever it is. It seems this year it's Cody Cece that is the guy everyone wants to ship out of town or some um, but he to me he played well last night and he's playing 20 minutes a game and it was nice to see him get rewarded it was I mean if I'm coaching the the Edmonton Oilers and Cody Cece at the end of the season is plus 15 with zero goals playing against the other team's best players every night I'm ecstatic they're not looking for goals from Cody Cece that's not his job you're not asking Connor McDavid to block 10 shots a game <laughs> or be hard in front of the net or play strong defensive hockey against other teams best players you're asking him to score so Cody Cece I mean that's a bonus when a player like Cece scores he's not here for that he has played he's had a very good year he's been plus every year for the Edmonton Oilers he always plays against the other team's best players Darnell Nurse is playing his best hockey with Cody as his, his partner so it's always nice when an unheralded guy scores a goal, but it's not what he's here for. Cody Cece does not need to score to be successful and to be a big part of this other team. Last night, though, was special because everybody dreams of scoring a goal. Even the most defensive defensemen always wish they could get one in the, in the net, be able to raise their arms and celebrate, and last night was Cody's chance. There's been a lot of times that I've sat here and either listened to Bob or said it myself, just throw the puck at the net. Sometimes the, the selectiveness of this team is tough to watch. And in an instant where you, in instance where you see a CC just throw it into the crowd, it either hit Nugent Hopkins or it hits Cider on the way, and it ends up in the back of the nets. And so hopefully that reinforces that mentality as this team moves forward, Rob. Is it getting easier or harder to identify the true needs for this team heading into the March 8th trade deadline? What do you think? Um, I think that this the next two weeks you're going to get a, a much better idea of what you need. Uh, I think that they had so much success in January that it probably masked some of their problems or some of their, their deficiencies or needs because I think that they, they was a weaker schedule. They were a well-rested group and everything was going their way. I, I think now they're having a tougher schedule, games on the road, games against playoff-caliber teams, teams that they will play against in the playoffs, like the Vegas, the L.A.s. So now you're seeing, okay, what do those teams have that we need to be able to combat it with them with? What do we need to upgrade on? So I think this, the next couple of weeks, I think Ken Holland and the coaching staff is going to see where we have to improve. But the biggest thing, no matter what they do, whether it's an improvement top six, a defenseman, something along that line. I think the biggest thing they know is they need depth. 
You cannot you cannot go into the playoffs with just six defensemen. You feel like NHL quality. You cannot go into the playoffs with just one extra forward who you believe is a, a good uh, fit for your team. You need the, you need more players that are, have experience. You need more players that have uh, leadership skills. Uh, more players with experience because uh, the playoff hockey is ramped up. It's more physical. It's a little nastier. Injuries will come into play. And you got to be able to have guys you trust can go in the lineup, and there'll be no drop-off in your team's play. And when you look at the team bringing Corey Perry into the folds, playing him in the lineup where they are right now, and then seeing how Evander Kane's game has turned around in a similar vein in the last three or four, uh, I'd like to think that the forward situation is is a lot more settled even after that Perry signing uh, than than it previously was. And to me, that might help focus the the trade deadline a little bit more. Uh, what do you think of the the addition of Perry now that we've seen I guess four four games or so? Uh, he's going to help your team. He's a guy that's a proven winner, understands what it takes come playoff hockey. Uh, I mean, he, he's been to the, the finals, what, four times? Three years or three years in a row, plus the Stanley Cup championship. So he knows what it takes. Um, uh, he's a quality player. He's a smart player. He can move up and down your lineup. He can play on your power play. Uh, I, I like him. Now, if the Oilers decide they want another top six guy, they go out, get him, Austin Perry moves down, that makes your third line or your fourth line stronger. So uh, the Oilers, I, I still think, will look for someone at a forward position. I think they'll look for someone at a defensive position, whether it's someone that plays ahead of guys in the lineup or someone that is a depth player in case of injury. I think they're going to need something along those lines to be able to go into the playoffs feeling com- comfortable that if they run into a little adversity or injuries, they're going to be strong enough to till to continue. A team like Vegas has nine NHL-type defensemen. And one of the things when your team runs into injury problems like the others have had over the last couple of years, you, they get a, a good look of what they've got depth-wise. The others with all their healthy bodies, they really don't know what they got down in the minors. They really don't know what they got with Philip Broberg. Uh, and now it's a blessing and a curse because it's a blessing that they've stayed healthy, but it's a curse now because they really don't know what they really need coming up to the trade deadline because they don't know what a lot of these minor league guys can do. Well, that's exactly right. And so when you hear a guy like Chris Tanev being a good fit, really for most contending teams around the league, but the premium he's going to fetch for the game that he plays being one shot block away from missing time and putting you right back in the spot that you were, uh, I guess you run that risk with anybody that you've got. But it is something to consider because, as you say, Edmonton has realistically six NHL ready guys and other teams are, are able to go eight or more deep in, in that sense. Uh, so they're going to have some fun time uh, over the next, uh, a fun time in the next couple weeks, figuring out exactly how they're going to shop at that deadline. And in the meantime, they're taking on the likes of St. Louis. They've got a solid matchup with the Dallas Stars on Saturday afternoon and then Family Day Monday at Mullet Arena in Arizona. Uh, what, what do you see when you're, you're looking ahead at this uh, three-game road trip, Rob, and, and some of the challenges that Edmonton may run into along the way? Well, good test. Uh, St. Louis is a playoff team that played. The Oilers have always had tough games against the St. Louis Blues. They're not the same team as they were a few years ago, but they're a team that can uh, set you back. They're a team that got some great offensive players. Uh, they got good goaltending. So that's going to be a tough match. Dallas is, Dallas is as good as any team in the Western Conference. They are deep. 
uh, top to bottom. They got very good defensemen. They got a, a guy in Heiskanen who loves playing against McDavid. He's got the speed to be able to do it. And they got a world class goalie. And then you got Arizona. That's the end of a road trip. You're going to be exhausted. So it's going to be a tough stretch for the others, but it also will be able to show where they stand against these teams, playoff caliber teams, and another great audition for the players to show that the coaching staff and the, and the GM, we are good enough with what we have. Please don't move us out because we want to be part of this. Rob, really appreciate the time tonight and enjoy uh, tomorrow's game, okay? Sounds good. Take care. All right, Rob Brown from the Oilers Radio Network for our friends at Montorio Homes. I'll remind you that some guests of the show do receive gift cards to Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite place to celebrate your special occasion. Try a Wagyu steak today. 621 in Edmonton. We'll press pause. Come back with some of your texts at 780-496-0063. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. It most certainly is, and we're going to learn about the Alberta Golden Bears' playoff endeavors this year. First time in 27 years that it has not taken place on home soil out of the gate. They are heading to Saskatchewan. They'll take on the Huskies in a winnable series. But what's it going to take to beat this team? We'll find out when head coach Ian Herbers joins us after the 6.30 news. With close to 35 years in business, Brent Ridge Ford has a lot of long-term loyal customers. If you currently own an F-150, you can get up to $16,000 off of a new one. If you want to be treated fairly at every aspect of vehicle ownership and get award-winning service, call our friends at Brent Ridge Ford. 780-352-6048. Ask for Rich, Johnny, or Uncle Milt in the sales department. Kevin, Margie, and Mike will take care of you in service. And remember that cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. I won't do the jingle. You know how it goes. Let's get to the uh, James H. Brown injury report. Uh, brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Nothing doing for Edmonton zero to tell you about and each and every time i say that we'd better knock on wood we'd better knock just to be sure because it's been a pretty favorable season in terms of man games lost i think it's actually one man game lost one for the whole season so just saying st louis has two injuries both on the back end scott perunovic a former hobie baker award winner is out with a lower body injury he's week to week and so too is justin falk who is on the injured reserve both of them lower body injuries that is your injury report. Puck drop at 6 o'clock tomorrow. Oilers now with uh, Bob and myself. We'll get going just after 3. Reed Wilkins has the City Ford Faceoff show at 4.30. He also has Inside Sports in about a half hour, 35 minutes. So we will check in with him and, and find out exactly what he has coming up. Eight straight wins at home for Edmonton. Can they find a few more on a road trip that will see them through the Central Division? Arizona's in the Central, right? I'd have to triple check on that now. I think that Vegas coming in knocked the Coyotes to the Central Division. Homely. I should know that. If I'm going to be on the radio for a living, I should probably know that. Either way, three big games. Edmonton 
can continue distancing themselves from Los Angeles, who, despite that victory over the Oilers on Hockey Night in Canada, got smoked in their subsequent game against Buffalo. They're on the road now, and uh, they're not winning hockey games. So that's good news for Edmonton fans, without a doubt. Now you got to take care of the own, your own business and your own yard, and uh, and they get a chance with three games here and two matinees to do so. We'll talk about the Golden Bears' U Sports playoffs after a global news weather traffic update with Thomas Dias. Customize homes perfectly built to fit your lifestyle. Discover Montorio Homes, where vision becomes reality without the high price tag. Montorio has over 40 years of experience building custom homes in Edmonton's premier development areas. They don't just build houses, they craft smart floor plans tailored for you. Montorio Homes understands your needs and ensures every corner of your new home reflects your personal style. Visit Montorio.ca or call 780-476-7070. Your affordable, customized home awaits with Montorio Homes. Make game day a great day with Wilhock Beef Jerky. Well, it's been an eventful season to say the least for the boys in blue and orange. Plenty of highs and lows as they look to navigate their way into the playoffs. One item that's with me through every nail-biting victory and even every tough luck loss. My bag of Wilhock Beef Jerky. Tender, tasty, full of flavor. The regular season may be a roller coaster of emotions, but this snack is perched right at the top. Wilhock Beef Jerky. Some it's the best.